Welcome to the Farm Bids Podcast. Farm Bids is proudly produced by the Nebraska Digital Agriculture Team and hosted by students at the University of Nebraska. The Farm Bids Podcast comes to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews with experts, producers, and innovators from across the agriculture industry, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, FarmBits followers, and welcome to another episode of the FarmBits podcast. I'm Kelsey Swantek. And I'm Taylor Cross, and we're glad to have you with us as we kick off our summer series focused around Nebraska Extension research and resources. We welcome Laura Thompson and Taylor Lexa to this episode of the FarmBits podcast. Both guests are heavily involved in the on-farm research network, utilizing digital technologies throughout the state of Nebraska. In this episode, we learn more about Nebraska Extension's effort to help conduct effective research within the agriculture industry. With that, let's hear from Taylor and Laura. So will each of you share a little bit about your background and where you are today with your positions in Extension? So I um, am an Extension educator I've been in this role for about eight years now, and it's a statewide position. So my work has primarily focused on digital ag education and uh, coordinating our Nebraska on-farm research network over the last eight years. Um, My background, I guess I'm originally from Nebraska. My bachelor's and my master's degrees are both from the University of Nebraska in agronomy um, and kind of focusing on precision ag technologies for nitrogen management. Awesome. Thank you. And Taylor, you want to share a little bit about your background and how you came across the position that you're in today? Yeah. So, hey, um, my name is Taylor Lexo. Um, I'm actually originally from Chapman, Kansas, um, and I attended Kansas, Kansas State University. And I just started this position in September, so I'm pretty new. Um, but it's been going great so far. Um, they kind of brought me on to help expand the program. Um, I'm the on-farm research program coordinator, so just um, kind of the outreach um, position. And yeah, I have a little bit of background in um, ag business and agronomy. Awesome. So can you briefly talk to us about what Nebraska Extension actually is at like its most basic level? If we go back to the very beginning, the very roots of Nebraska Extension, what is that? Yeah, so um, lots of different universities have extension programs and uh, University of Nebraska as well. And it's really, for those that aren't familiar, it's really the outreach arm of the university. So people are probably very familiar with the teaching mission of the university. That's where you go to school um, and that they're very aware that there's research conducted. But um, the extension is really trying to bring that research-based information to the people of the state and um, translate that to make it useful for their daily lives and to make it uh, be impactful for, uh, for them personally. So uh, that's kind of the, the three-part mission of the university is the research, teaching, and extension. Nebraska Extension has eight focus areas. Those are 4-H youth development, beef systems, community environment, ag economics, food, nutrition, and health, um, early childhood, rural prosperity in Nebraska, and then water and integrated cropping systems, which is your focus. So what are some of the goals of that water and integrated cropping focus of Nebraska Extension? Yeah, so our water and integrated 
uh, cropping system focuses on a lot of different issues uh, that are important to Nebraska producers and crop consultants. Um, so those could include things like how to improve our uh, soil quality, uh, things related to soil health, how we can integrate cover crops. Um, it includes integrated pest management, includes issues related to water quality and quantity. Um, and things like nitrogen management and how that impacts our water quality and quantity. Um, and also digital agriculture is one of the focus areas. Uh, so how can we leverage that? How can farmers integrate that to make better um, management? So that's one of the focus areas as well. So it's pretty broad and kind of addresses all issues uh, related to the cropping system that farmers or crop consultants uh, would be uh, interested in or needing to have information about. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. Um, so what is so unique or makes Nebraska Extension um, just so valuable to the agriculture industry and other industries um, here in Nebraska? Yeah, I would say um, Nebraska Extension um, and, you know, just all extensions in general are just so valuable because they allow um, farmers to be able to do things like, you know, on-farm research where we're helping bridge that gap between them trying new products, but it's not just the farmers participating um, who benefit. It's everyone's, it's farmers statewide. It's farmers all across the country who are able to look and learn from this research. Um, and I think it's the same with every program. Everyone who's involved benefits, but it's also everyone who isn't even involved. It's just everyone statewide gets to benefit from these programs that we have going on. So on that note then, and I think Taylor, being from Kansas, you might have a really unique perspective on this, but why is Nebraska Extension so special? Like what makes it so great? I think what makes Nebraska Extension great is that it truly cares about what it's doing and um, it cares for the people, it cares for the farmers, it cares for the land, um, it keeps the whole process in mind. Yeah, that's really, really important to kind of come full circle. Um, so, Laura, how is Nebraska Extension um, utilizing digital technologies to conduct research trials across the state? Yeah, definitely. So one of our goals, a lot of producers have digital technologies available um, that might include something like a yield monitor to track uh, yield spatially across their field, or might be things like variable rate technology to vary the rate of inputs that are going in. And um, one of our goals is to really help them put to use those technologies that they already have in place to help them get um, valuable information about uh, how to better manage their farms. So uh, for example, we can um, develop a prescription that goes in and puts blocks of different seeding rates across the field. So they can test say four different uh, soybean seeding rates and then that all happens on the go automatically. Those different blocks of different seeding rates are implemented. And then at the end of the year, we can record the yields with the yield monitor spatially and extract the yields from those different blocks of different seeding rates and learn about what's the optimum seeding rate overall in the field, but also in locations uh, within the field, maybe in different soil types, maybe in different elevations, things like that. So that's just one example. We can do that with nitrogen. We can do that with other things, um, things that we can track in our monitors to uh, record where different products were applied and then use that yield monitor data. Or if they don't have that, we can you know, also work with uh, wagons or things like that too. So I don't want to make people think they're 
it's ex exclusively only for those that have digital technologies. We do really like to try to leverage those, uh, but we also will work with with anyone with whatever technologies they have available on their farms. Yeah, that is really cool to um, utilize digital agriculture, kind of conduct that research in an efficient, um, more organized way, especially dealing with so many different variables in agriculture. So that's super cool. Yeah, I agree with, for sure on that. Um, so what are some of the resources that Nebraska Extension itself offers to growers to assist their usage of, um, of digital agriculture? Yeah, so Laura, um, you might want to add to this, but the one of the ones that comes to mind is our the digital agriculture course that we are um, currently working on, um, and that will be once it's finished released to the public for anyone to be able to take, and that'll just be really informative over um, digital agriculture and a great tool for people to you know learn a little bit more. Yeah, so in that course, we cover things like how to use your technology to set up an on-farm research experiment, how to use the technology you have to analyze an on-farm research experiment, and just kind of basics of uh, farm digital farm management software, um, how to kind of use those. Um, so yeah, we do have that available kind of in a pilot version, and we'll be planning to release like a full-scale uh, version of it soon. So that's definitely one that we have available. Um, we also have, well, this excellent podcast that you're listening to now, and maybe you guys, uh, Kelsey and Taylor, want to share a little bit more about the mission of the podcast at this point, but um, I think that's an awesome resource that is helping people to understand just the huge variety of different technologies that are available. Yeah, so uh, Farm Bits podcast, uh, for those who aren't familiar, uh, who might be new listeners, um, is a product of Nebraska Extension, uh, and we are very grateful for the support of Nebraska Extension to allow us to be here today to inform you and provide you with new technologies and what's happening in industry extension and in research at the university. The purpose statement of the FarmBits podcast is this. The FarmBits podcast is produced by the Nebraska Extension Digital Agriculture team for the purpose of disseminating content regarding digital agriculture, precision precision agriculture and agricultural technology to growers, extension agents, ag professionals, ag academics, and other interested parties. So for those of those of our listeners who don't know or are newer to the FarmBits podcast, how does FarmBits actually fit into that Nebraska Extension system and how does it specifically accomplish this goal or this purpose statement in your opinion? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think one of our goals, you know, of course, the way people get information has changed over the years. Um, a lot of information is gained online and through Google searches or just um, more innovative and different methods than we would have traditionally got information. And so I think FarmBits is one of those ways that we can deliver information to people where they're at. Um, I really love that it's something people can listen to on the go. They can put it on in their car. They can put it in, on when they're in the tractor. And so our goal is really to deliver information to people wherever they are and make it really accessible. And so I think the Farm Bits podcast is an awesome way to do that. Um, it's less traditional than, say, going to an in-person class and sitting in a classroom for a couple hours. It's very on-demand, uh, very, um, very innovative and I think it's just an awesome way for people to be able to pick up new information and just really delivering information to people um, wherever they're at. So 
I, I'm really glad that we were able to produce and provide this podcast for people. I agree with you. And we've, I've had a lot of farmers to, I don't know about a lot, but I've had plenty of farmers tell me they're like, I discovered this podcast during harvest. And it was amazing. Cause I would get in the, the combine at whatever time, 7am. And I would listen to it, to it till I left at midnight that night. And that's, that's just what I did all day. And it kept me entertained. And it was like, is somewhat engaging content and it's, they're learning something from it too. So I think that's really cool. Switching gears a little bit here. I'll talk a little bit more about the, um, what Nebraska Extension offers. Um, before we do that, um, what role, if any, do uh, industry partners play with Nebraska Extension? Like, is there any relationships there? Um, Maybe speaking within the context of our on-farm research network, since that's what I kind of have my most uh, most experience and most of my effort is working with, we do partner quite a bit with industry. And so one of our goals is for producers to be able to evaluate different products, different practices that they are considering adopting in their own operation. And so to do that, it works. It's great when we can partner with industry to help them have access to those different products or practices. Um, make sure that those uh, products or practices are implemented in the best way possible using that uh, industry expertise um, so that they can have a really good evaluation of how that would perform for them. Um, on the other hand, uh, for the industry partners, um, it can be a great opportunity to do some testing for themselves, see how things are working in different environments. Um, so I think it can really be a positive relationship for for industry, uh, for extension, to be able to have that information to share with people and for the producers to be able to uh, get firsthand experience with some of these new technologies that are coming out or new products. I think it's a really cool relationship because it does help. It helps us on the extension side and it helps the industry partners on their side with, I mean, we're both able to do research with it. And I just think it's a really cool relationship, how that all works. Um, so getting to your specialty, Laura, our focus for the spring season is on Nebraska Extension, but we're especially interested in the on-farm research network, which is what you do. Um, so what, is, what does that actually mean? What is on-farm research? How does it relate to Nebraska Extension? And what's the purpose? Like, why does it even exist? Yeah, so our goal is to help producers evaluate uh, different critical production and uh, questions, um, evaluate different products and practices, and see how they impact their productivity, their profitability, their sustainability of their operations. So they're getting hands-on experience, they're getting local relevant research data that's uh, specific to their farm. And um, as Taylor mentioned at the beginning, that information is being shared broadly as well. So a lot of other people are benefiting from that research that's being done on Nebraska farms. Um, yeah, so I kind of in the context of our overall Nebraska extension, it's really um, a really valuable program or part of the overall crop, like you mentioned, the integrated water and cropping systems, uh, because it's really hands-on for producers. So they're getting hands-on experience with products or practices. They're um, getting the information they need to maybe make changes in their operation. At the same time, we're generating really valuable research information that we can then share more broadly. And so it really is helping us fulfill our, our extension mission in general by um, not only being able to share that information with people, but actually being able to work one-on-one -on -one with people to help them evaluate things that will really actually 
uh, give them the information they need to go ahead and make a management change on their operation. Uh, so really seeing the benefit um, all the way through, you know, a lot of times when we have just a program where we're like teaching at the front of the room, uh, we don't necessarily know what people maybe take from that or what changes they make in their operation. Um, or, you know, if, if that teaching style is going to lead them to make that change. So this is one way that they can actually get that hands-on experience and try something um, and see how it works for themselves. And then I think that gives a lot of confidence to go ahead and make a change. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so Taylor, could you speak a little bit about how the on-farm research uh, works in the sense that uh, that's a very, very generic basic question and there's a lot of moving parts in it as we all know, but how do um, how do you connect with those farmers and um, how do they kind of decide like, oh, this is, you know, want to do research on this and what does that process look like since you kind of have that outreach uh, position? Yeah, well, I think one of the cool things about our program um, is the outreach part. Um, it's not just us, it's extension educators and specialists statewide who are helping us connect with farmers and, you know, doing the everyday face-to-face, -face, um, going to the field with that farmer and helping them set up their trial. And um, yeah, so once it starts, uh, it kind of, once we get the ball rolling on it with the farmer, um, the local extension educator will help them set up their trial um, and then help them collect their data. And then they end up sending it back to us um, to be put together to put in our on-farm research results book um, that we have a meeting for every year. That's, we have a few locations um, statewide. This past year, we did six different locations um, that we had meetings at. So it's just a really cool way to actually get that. So they get the you know on-farm experience, but they also get the, you could call it the classroom um, type of education where they come to these meetings and they um, see extension educators and specialists talk about a certain topic and then they see um, also farmers talk about their own projects. I think just like those industry partnerships that we were talking about a second ago, it's really, really good on both sides of it. The cooperator is getting something out of it. Um, whether or not they, I guess the way um, Taylor's research project is set up, I guess it's kind of a win-loss situation and whether or not they win or lose, it's kind of a competition is how it's set up a little bit they still learn something and they still know um, we've seen in the past year um, we, we beat quote unquote uh, one of the producers by a lot. Um, and then this year he's on the research again, but he's decided to change what he's doing a lot. So it's going to be a lot harder for us to beat him this year, but he's learning about his operation. Um, so like the research is benefiting him and it's benefiting us because we get to learn from it and share that across the state. Um, Yes, it's definitely um, a mutual learning experience. I think we learn just as much from the farmers as they do. Absolutely. Um, and just from to us. see, I think it's really cool to see across the state how different operations work because, you know, I'm from Genoa, Nebraska, so I know how ag works in Genoa, Nebraska. Um, and now I'm working with cooperators in Wood River and um, Donovan. And I like, it's Nebraska ag, but it's so different. I think that's just really cool to see. Can one of you guys talk to me about what some of the projects that, um, what some of the projects are that are going on in the On-Farm Research Network right now? Okay, so for this year and every year, we have 
a huge variety of research topics, which is one of the things that really makes the on-prem research really fun and um, engaging. So we'll have trials or projects that are developed by educators or specialists, then we might have a group of farmers that all look at that particular question. But on the other hand, we also have farmers coming up with questions. And so you can imagine as many farmers as there are, there's you know that many and more questions that they might come up with that are individual and unique to their operation. So it's a huge uh, variety of different questions and research topics that we might work with in any year. So I'm just thinking about some of the kind of current ones. Uh, we have people looking at seeding rates, uh, planting date, um, a lot of questions always related to soil fertility, nitrogen management. Um, one of our longest running studies was looking at uh, lime application and that went on for I believe about 15 years that that producer carried that study on. Um, starter fertilizer, um, comparisons of different starter fertilizers with and without starter fertilizer, um, usually some on like fungicide and insecticide applications, different seed treatments, um, different equipment, uh, things like down uh, active downforce, what is the impact of that technology, planting speed trials, <laughs> there's, there's such a huge variety. Um, so this is a really specific question, and I don't know if you'll have an answer to it. Um, but so the on-farm research network is kind of the public side of research. And then in industry, there's also the two I can think of off the top of my head are Aurora Co-op does real farm research and um, like Winfield does like an answer plot sort of situation. How does the on-farm research network differ from those? Sure. So, yeah, there's a lot of different um, research type or extension research programs. Um, on those, uh, some of those that you mentioned, I'm not sure to what extent they work with uh, on farmer fields. Some of them I think do. Um, I think that's one thing that's really unique about ours is that it's being implemented, you know, with the farmer's equipment on their land, using their machinery, using their production practices. And that might be true. Some of the ones you mentioned as well. Um, but that's kind of uh, a key key feature of our project is that it's uh, being done in the farmer's actual production conditions with their equipment. Um, the other thing is that we're not, we have, we're not selling anything. Uh, so we have no bias of whether a product performs or not. Um, so I think that's something that producers really appreciate just having uh, an unbiased source of information. And that's something we hear each year in our meetings uh, that they really like uh, being able to hear about how different things are performing. Uh, the other thing that I think is really neat, and Taylor mentioned our annual meetings, I think producers really enjoy hearing the results from other producers. And so it's really the farmer's research. We're facilitating it. We're, we're guiding the process. We're trying to you know, help with all the data analysis and interpretation and aggregation of the data. Uh, but really, it's their research project. And so they're the ones that can share that research result, share why they were interested in it, share what they saw, share what they learned. And I think farmers really enjoy hearing that from, from their peers, from, from other farmers. So I think that's a really neat feature of our program and maybe a little bit more unique. Yeah, I, I did. Per, I personally enjoyed um, this past year's uh, 
on farm research meeting. Uh, it was a good experience for all I think that attended. Um, I heard great things at the site that I was located at. Um, Taylor, could you speak a little bit on uh, if there's any incentives for farmers kind of to participate in on-farm research studies? I think there's there's an incentive just so farmers aren't scared to try it. Um, it'll just kind of you know help with their losses if there's any. Um, it covers the project. It covers um, if there is any losses. Um, in this specific project, uh, we're encouraging producers to try new technologies to improve their nitrogen management. Um, so these are things they haven't tried before. And so one of the goals is just to really remove that barrier to trying it. So we provide some financial incentive just to uh, compensate them for their time and their effort and acknowledge that. And also um, to offset some of that, to offset the technology cost if there is any and any potential yield loss by making that, by trying that technology. So yeah, like Taylor said, it's just to try to remove some of those barriers um, for them to try, try that out. Um, and so that one, that project was specifically funded uh, through a conservation innovation grant with the USDA NRCS that allows us to, to offer that, that specific project. I think that's really cool. Uh, that's really unique and it gives them a kind of peace of mind in case, in the off chance they do just epically fail, like it's okay. <laughs> and they're not gonna, they're not gonna um, suffer from that financially. I want to hear from both of you on this because I think I think it's a really fun question. What do you look forward to in the near future in the field of digital and precision agriculture? I mentioned at the beginning how we can leverage the technologies we have to conduct on-farm research, uh, but really our goal a lot of the time when we're doing that is to try to learn about how we can manage our fields better site specifically. So rather than treating them all uniformly, uh, manage them um, you know, based on the actual conditions in the field. So varying our management. And I think a lot of, we're seeing a lot of advances in um, mapping capabilities, in uh, our technologies to better understand and process that data and learn about the response to different uh, management practices. So some of our work, um, for example, in the project we just were visiting about on trying different technologies for nitrogen management, one of those projects is where producers are able to use a crop model to look at um, improving their nitrogen management. So the crop model is integrating what's going on in the field, what's going on with the plant, what's going on with the weather, what's going on with uh, the soil and nitrogen mineralization and integrating all that information to try to give us an accurate in real time and uh, spatially variable within the field recommendation for how much nitrogen to apply. So I think this technology is really exciting because producers have been collecting a lot of information over the last you know, decade or so for some, some longer, uh, such as yield monitor data, uh, EC data on their fields, uh, imagery. And so in this project, we're actually able to capture a lot of that information and put it to use. And that's something we hear a lot from producers is, okay, I've got this information, but how do I really make use of it? You know, I've collected this information. I want to use it to benefit my, my farm and, and my fields. And so this is one way where we're actually able to very practically put that information to use. We, we feed that information into the model. Um, and use it to inform our nitrogen recommendation. And then we're evaluating how well that, that turns out for them as well. So uh, we can see where we can make improvements to these systems as well. 
So to me, that's really exciting seeing how some of this information that they've been collecting for so long is actually able to be uh, put to use through some of these technologies that we have. Um, I would say one of the technologies that I'm most, um, I guess, interested or excited about seeing um, is actually involves a project that you're involved in, um, Taylor, uh, just the variable rate management, um, <laughs> whether it be nitrogen or um, seeding rates. Um, I just think that's amazing that we have the technology um, to, you know, do it on the go. Um. Um, so could each of you maybe share what your um, favorite project is in this upcoming year, kind of one that you're most excited for, if you're allowed to disclose? I don't know. I guess I would say that some of my favorite ones aren't the ones that are super heavily um, technology related. I kind of really appreciate the industry trial ones, um, the ones where farmers are just trying new products. I think those are super beneficial um, as the years go on um, because each year, I mean, products are always coming out. There's always new products. Um, and there's a lot of, you could call it propaganda, uh, just advertising that informers don't know um, if it actually works or not. I mean. It just like any ad, um, that's what it is, an ad. Um, so I just really like seeing the results from those studies and how they end up turning out. And I think farmers really appreciate those ones um, and are super beneficial. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I really like that perspective because there's often not a lot of information on those type of products that's available. And it's not something that's really often looked at in the research setting either. So I think it's it's doesn't... Uh, get as much research done on it kind of in the traditional research setting. So definitely a valuable, valuable part. Um, well, for me personally, my background is in nitrogen management and precision nitrogen management. So that's kind of where my favorites always lie. Um, kind of talked about some of the, the crop models for nitrogen management. I'm really interested in those. We are also doing a lot with sensors. Um, and drones for variable rate nitrogen management, uh, Taylor, your project being one of those. Um, so <laughs> yeah, really uh, enjoy seeing those. One of the things that's really exciting to me though about those is we're able to not only compare, for example, this technology approach, um, I'll, I'll just use, for example, a recommendation from, from a crop model. We compare that to the grower's traditional management, but in addition to that, we're able to use their variable rate technology to put in blocks of different nitrogen rates, um, just a range of different nitrogen rates. And actually then at the end of the year, we're able to use the, the yield data from those blocks to look at what is the actual economic optimum nitrogen rate for this field and in different parts of the field. So we can then benchmark, you know, how did the technology perform based on actually the economic optimum nitrogen rate and just in and of itself, learn a lot about what was the optimum nitrogen rate for this field. I think that's been really informative for producers, um, seeing for one, how much that can vary within a field um, and therefore justifying the use of variable rate technologies for those fields. Um, but also a lot of times I think there's a surprise of what that economic optimum nitrogen rate is. Um, often it's lower than what people think, um, but sometimes in different parts of the field, it's actually higher. So it can be a pretty big range, um, but that's been really fun. And um, we're continuing those studies this year, but really enjoyed this past winter, being able to have conversations with the producers who did those studies and just see their, their response to 
seeing their own research results and seeing how their field was performing. So, and then like what's mentioned before, seeing how um, they choose to make a management change actually uh, kind of in our conversation, maybe they're kind of surprised about what the result was and start talking about, well, maybe this year I'm gonna make this adjustment. So kind of seeing it already starting to, to make a difference. Yeah, that is super cool. Absolutely, it is. Um, how easy is it for farmers to join the on-farm research network or to even just utilize some of the resources that Nebraska Extension offers? Yeah, well, hopefully very easy. Um, we're really <laughs> eager to work with uh, anyone that's interested, and we have a great team of Extension educators across the state and specialists that want to partner with farmers, want to help them address their questions, um, want to do research in real world settings. Um, and so we're really always happy to work with them. Uh, we have a, a nice website that has a lot of resources for them on getting started with on-farm research, as well as um, all of our contact information so that they can find their local uh, cropping systems educator that's working with on-farm research. Um, also a lot of resources uh, related to the research results in the past. And I did wanna mention that. Um, as well, that we have over a thousand on-farm research study result or report result reports available on our website now. Um, you can access them just as our as a PDF of each annual report. Uh, but also, we have a, a searchable database that allows people to put in uh, maybe a topic that they're interested in. Maybe they just want to see what research has been done in their county or around them. And so that's a great way to not only see research results and find out information that might be relevant to you, but also get ideas. It's a great way to kind of springboard um, what maybe they would want to test or um, kind of the next step for them. So I'm, I'm really glad we're able to offer that tool and we're continuously working on improving that tool for, for producers. Yeah, hopefully. Um... Joining us would be just as easy as reaching out to us. Um, and as we touched on earlier, how things these days are all digital, um, our annual on-farm research books are um, online on our website and digital. So we have hard copies, but a lot of people utilize the um, online version too. So you can look at it anytime and see any results from the past. As Laura said, there's thousands of our results on there. Yeah, that's a really good resource to be um, on the website. And I think that uh, all of the resources are pretty pretty easy to find on the website. So um, before we wrap it up here on the podcast, is there anything that we didn't ask or talk about today that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, one thing that I think maybe we could talk a little bit about, especially um, having your perspective here, Taylor, I think one interesting or kind of fun um, beneficial aspect that we didn't mention is that relationship with graduate students uh, in the on-farm research program. So there's a lot of different grad students that have research that they're working on with, with a specialist and they're conducting their research on farmers' fields with farmers. Um, I think that can be a really great benefit for grad students to get to see some uh, real production systems in action, get to meet with farmers, kind of test out how these things would actually work in a real world setting. Uh, but Taylor, I guess I'm interested in your perspective as a graduate student who is doing research on farmers fields with farmers. Um, maybe if you have any comments about that kind of relationship or aspect. 
Yeah, um, that's a good question. I uh, wasn't prepared to get uh, interviewed today, but usually um, I'm the one interviewing people. But uh, yeah, I'll be happy to speak on that. So uh, for me, before I came to UNL as a graduate student, I did have some industry experience working with farmers. Um, I'm from a family farm in Southeast Virginia. So I've had interactions uh, with farmers before, but I think for a graduate student who maybe hasn't had that experience, um, and I'm not saying it is still a very good experience for me and I enjoy uh, interacting with farmers. I This current year, I'm interacting with three farmers and conducting research on their fields. Um, but I think for the graduate student, um, who hasn't had that experience, I think it's really beneficial before they go into industry or if they continue an extension. Um, just to really, each farmer, uh, I think Kelsey can attest to this, is so different and the way that you have to interact to accommodate their needs and help them understand kind of the purpose behind the research and like why we're doing this and how it's gonna benefit them and benefit us and benefit industry too. Um, so I really appreciate it and have, um, a pretty, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I I very much appreciate the opportunity to be a part of uh, Extension here in Nebraska um, in that way, conducting research and generating these reports uh, so that they're available to the public. Uh, it's really taught me a lot on how research should be conducted and I utilize, utilize a lot of digital agriculture kind of in the data management too of all of it's a lot of data that we're collecting throughout the year and we're making decisions um so it's really important to keep track of that and with the use of digital technologies it's it's made pre it's pretty easy uh not I would not say easy but it's <laughs> you know comparatively so yeah. I, love, I love that you bring that up too Laura like Taylor's the one actually out in the field and Taylor's the one making those calls to the producers. Um, she's the one interacting with them. She's setting up their equipment. Um, she's actually making, in her instance, the nitrogen um, recommendations. So I think that's really important to bring up the fact that um, graduate students have a lot of impact on the on-farm research network. And I think in extension overall, just the studies that they're doing and the research that they're conducting, I think is really important to, um, to bring that to light as well. Oh, I was gonna say one thing also to add is that um, it wouldn't all be possible without, you know, Nebraska Extension. And then of course, like awesome uh, undergraduate workers that I have that can assist me in the field because sometimes um, I'm needed more on campus or, you know, so I can send Kelsey out. But yeah, there's a lot of awesome people that make all this research happen and possible. So yeah, it's really a team approach. And um, it varies a lot based on the project who's really uh, involved one on one with producers and educators play a really important role one on one with producers too but I guess on the graduate student side I just uh, I think there's a lot of value or hope there's a lot of value in future career development um, and just seeing seeing things hands on getting those experience with producers and and even kind of like you mentioned Taylor kind of seeing extension kind of um, what that might look like as a career option too for for people going forward so yeah it definitely has a lot of value um and each farmer is using you know different equipment and you get to kind of see every aspect that's out there in industry um as you move forward so yeah i could talk all day about how great <laughs> being a graduate student is i thoroughly enjoy it so um where can our listeners go if they're interested um 
or if they have more questions that come up as they're listening to this podcast to learn more about Nebraska Extension or the On-Farm Research Network. Yeah, so we have some great resources um, and information on our website, which is at onfarmresearch.unl.edu. Um, and they can find not only our contact, but just some general information about the on-farm research um, and the projects that we have going on on our, on our website. A tradition we have here on the Farm Bits podcast is, yeah, do you have any um, advice for any producers in any location, uh, maybe in Nebraska, that want to get involved in extension research like the On-Farm Research Network? Yeah, I guess my uh, words of wisdom would just be to go for it if you're thinking about it. Um, I've recently been talking to a lot of farmers. We started a new article series called Farmer Focus um, that has been in CropWatch. So through that, I've been able to talk to farmers. And one of the questions I asked was, do you have any advice for people who are wanting to start? And they all, everyone says, go for it. Um, you don't really have much to lose, but there's a lot that could be gained. So that's awesome. Um, I think mine is really similar um, just to give it a try. And I'm hoping after hearing this, that some people might be encouraged to give it a try. Um, Last time I think I was on the podcast, we kind of talked about some of these ways that technology can be used to conduct on-farm research. And I had a producer contact me after listening to the podcast, and we were able to set up several trials with him using his variable rate seeding capabilities. So that was awesome. And we're uh, still working with him. Actually, Taylor's heading out to one of his fields later this afternoon to collect some, some stand counts on those fields. So um, it's really awesome to see uh, producers get started with this and how they can use their technology um, that it can make it a lot easier than than you might think to conduct on-farm research. And we're really here to help support that, to help make it as smooth as possible, to help uh, that process go well and be hopefully as um, headache-free and hassle-free for the producer as possible. So I guess I that's my suggestion or my, my advice is um, take advantage of the resource here and that we are we are here to try to help make that go well um, and leverage their technologies. And hopefully uh, we'll have some more people contacting us after hearing this podcast and uh, getting started with some new producers. Thank you very much to Laura Thompson and Taylor Lexaw for taking the time to join this episode of the Farm Bits podcast. It's really exciting to hear more about Nebraska Extension and their efforts to continuously improve agriculture practices within Nebraska and surrounding areas. Um, I have to say one of my favorite parts of this episode was learning about learning more about Nebraska Extension and how accessible the resources are to farmers, um, research professionals, and industry leaders also. And um, one of those resources, of course, being this podcast and how it's on demand and accessible, whether you're, you know, driving in your car or tractor. And I just think it's a really great resource uh, to help educate farmers. I think that is very valuable. But what I really liked hearing about is um, there's a lot of um, research going on in industry, um, but with Nebraska Extension and specifically the On-Farm Research Network, we still allow producers to compare that industry, but we're not selling anything. Our work is unbiased. We let them use what they want to use. If we have a recommendation, we might say, hey, this is a great product, use it and see if you like it. 
but we're not actually selling anything. We're just trying to get results from the research we're doing. I think that's very valuable. Um, anyways, I hope you enjoyed that episode and we look forward to sharing another digital ag story with you next week on Farm Bits. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback, so if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high-quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.